I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewes.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the article I wrote and published on my blog, Kohas Redim, on August 9th, 2021, entitled King Kamehameha III and Moshiach. And this is not a one-page article because I wrote this during the summer when I was in Hawaii before I had the idea of one-page articles. Without further ado, quote, the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness, end quote, might sound like a proverb from, from Sefer Mishle, the book of Proverbs, but it's not. This proverb was not authored by King Solomon, but by King Kamehameha III, who ruled the Kingdom of Hawaii from 1825 to 1854. The original Hawaiian saying, Ua mau ke'ea o ka'aina ikapono, was first uttered by the king in 1843 and adopted as the state motto of Hawaii in 1959. I found myself pondering the meaning of this statement during our recent trip to Hawaii. As per my Michelin methodology, I attempted to understand it using my own mind before consulting any commentaries, and this is what I came up with. If we assume that the Hawaiian word aina, land, refers to society, and that pono, righteousness, is the equivalent of the Hebrew word tzedek or tzedakah, and we rely on the Ramam's definition of tzedek as uh, from the Mornavuchim 353, uh, quote, to bring every, every lawfully governed being in line with its lawful principle and to give every existing thing that which is proper for its existence, end quote, then the proverb makes sense. No system can perpetuate its existence indefinitely unless the needs of all its constituents are met. If tzedek is withheld from parts of the system, then it will only be a matter of time before the detrimental effects spread and threaten the stability of the system as a whole. It may take a while for the system to fail, but failure is inevitable. This proverb is directed at those who hold positions of power within society and who are most capable of providing or depriving the land and its people of tzedek. After coming up with this interpretation, I looked into the historical context. According to Wikipedia, quote, This phrase was first spoken by Kamehameha III, the King of Hawaii, on July 31st, 1843, on Thomas Square, Oahu, when the sovereignty of the Kingdom of Hawaii was returned by the British through the restorative actions of Admiral Richard Darton Thomas, following the brief takeover by Lord George Paulette. Some of the words contained in this phrase have greater, more difficult-to-define meaning than is commonly ascribed. Mau, for example, implies an unending continuation. Ea means not only life, but breath, and more importantly, sovereignty. Pono is a well-used Hawaiian word that cannot be concisely translated. It includes aspects of goodness, excellence, fairness, order, propriety, completeness, care, value, organization, purpose, and hope. It is disputed that the word ea in this pronunciation pronouncement refers to life. Many now insist strongly that ea refers specifically to sovereignty because of the circumstances at the time Kamehameha III uttered it. Thus, a possibly more accurate translation would be, quote, the sovereignty of the land is perpetuated in righteousness, end quote. Admiral Thomas did what was righteous, Pono, by returning on that day the sovereignty of the kingdom of Hawaii to its people through handing it back to their king. Okay, end quote from Wikipedia. The ambiguity of ea as meaning life or sovereignty is interesting. Depending on which translation is used, the proverb is either the expression of an ideal monarchy or the justification of a corrupt one. However, it seems that there are solid grounds to maintain that King Kamehameha III was a genuine proponent of righteousness. According to Wikipedia, quote, under his reign, Hawaii evolved from an absolute monarchy to a constitutional monarchy with the signing of both the 1840 Constitution, which was the first Hawaiian language constitution, and the 1852 Constitution. This got me curious. 
uh, sorry, end quote. This got me curious. I decided to check out uh, the text of the 1840 Constitution. Here's the preamble. Okay, so this is the from the Constitution itself. God hath made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the earth in unity and blessedness. God has also bestowed certain rights alike on all men and all chiefs and all people of all lands. These are some of the rights which he has given alike to every man and every chief of correct deportment, life, limb, liberty, freedom from oppression, the earnings of his hands and the productions of his minds of his mind. Not, however, to those who act in violation of the laws. God has also established government and rule for the purpose of peace. But in making laws for the nation, it is by no means proper to enact laws for the protection of the rulers only, without also providing protection for their subjects. Neither is it proper to enact laws to enrich the chiefs only, without regard to enriching their subjects also. And hereafter, there shall by no means be any laws enacted which are at variance with what is above expressed. Neither shall any tax be assessed, nor any service or labor required of any man in a manner which is at variance with the above sentiments. Protection for the people declared. The above sentiments are hereby published for the purpose of protecting alike both the people and the chiefs of all these islands, while they maintain a correct deportment, that no chief may be able to oppress any subject, but that chiefs and people may enjoy the same protection under one and the same law. Okay, end quote. The body of the Constitution continues, quote, it is our design to regulate our kingdom according to the above principles and thus seek the greatest prosperity both of all the chiefs and all of the people of these Hawaiian islands. But we are aware that we cannot ourselves alone accomplish such an object. God must be our aid, for it is his prov province alone to give per perfect protection and prosperity. Wherefore, we pre first present our supplication to him that he will guide us to right measures and sustain us in our work. It is therefore our fixed decree one, that no law shall be enacted which is at variance with the word of the Lord or at variance with the general spirit of his word. All laws of the islands shall be in, con in consistency with the general spirit of God's law. Two, all men of every religion shall be protected in worshiping uh, God. Uh, and they use the word, by the way, the, for God here, when I say Lord and, and God, J-E-H-O-V-A-H. And I, I'm not saying it because I don't know if we hold that that's like... I don't think we hold that that's a pronunciation of, of Hashem's name, but I, I don't know if we hold that that's like a reference to a, the Christian God that is worshipped in that sect, so I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, anyway, all men of every religion shall be protected in worshipping J-E-H-O-V-A-H and serving him according to their own understanding, but no man shall ever be punished for the neglect of God unless he injures his neighbor or brings evil upon the kingdom, end quote. King Kamehameha III advocated for a government of righteousness, justice, and equality under God's law. It is reasonable to assume that these are the values underlying the state motto. While we can't know what he intended by the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness, the proof is in the pudding. It was then that it hit me. King Kamehameha III, his proverb, and his constitution are all part of the unfolding of the path to Yemos HaMashiach, the Messianic era. The Ramam introduces the topic of Melech HaMashiach, the King Messiah, in chapter 11 of Hilchos Melachim Umilchamos, the laws of kings and wars. After detailing the various requirements which must be met for a person to qualify as Melech HaMashiach, he launches into a polemic against Jesus, referring to him as, quote, the greatest stumbling block, who, quote, caused Israel to be annihilated by the sword and the remnant to be scattered and lowered, end quote, and who, quote, caused the Torah to be exchanged and led the majority of the world to erroneously worship a god other than Hashem, end quote. It is at this point that the Ramam takes a surprising turn. Quote from the Ramam. But the plans of the creator of the universe are not within the capacity of man to grasp, for our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. All these matters of Jesus of Nazareth and the Ishmaelite who arose after him, all these have only straightened the pathway for the Melech HaMashiach and prepared the world to serve Hashem together. As it is stated in Savania 3.9, then I will transform all the peoples that they will all call upon the name of Hashem and serve him with one purpose. How so? 
The entire world has already been filled with the statements about the Mashiach, about the Torah, and about the mitzvahs. These matters have spread to the far-off islands and many people of uncircumcised hearts. They have debated these matters. These say that the mitzvahs are true, but they were only in effect for a set number of generations and are nullified in the present era. And these say that there are hidden matters in the mitzvahs and that they are not to be taken at face value, and the Mashiach has already come and revealed their secrets. And when the true Melech HaMashiach will arise and he will succeed, be exalted, and be venerated, Immediately, all of them will return, knowing that they were bequeathed falsehood by their fathers and that their prophets and ancestors caused them to err. End quote. According to the Rambam, even Christianity, with all its evils and harms, has nevertheless paved the way for Yemosa Mashiach by spreading awareness of Torah and mitzvot throughout the world. What better example is there of, quote, these matters spreading to the far-off islands, end quote, than King Kamehameha III establishing a constitution promoting a righteous society in the name of God in which all people are equal under the law? And in case one needs a reminder of just how Jewish Hawaii's first constitution was, here's a passage from Paul Johnson's History of the Jews. Quote, All the great conceptual discoveries of the intellect seem obvious and inescapable once they have been revealed, but it requires a special genius to formulate them for the first time. The Jews had this gift. To them we owe the idea of equality before the law, both divine and human, of the sanctity of life and the dignity of the human person, of the individual conscience and so of personal redemption, of the collective conscience and so of personal responsibility, of peace as an abstract ideal and love as the foundation of justice, and many other items which constitute the basic moral furniture of the human mind. Without the Jews, it might have been a much emptier place. End quote. It turns out that the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness is not just Solomonic in style, but also in substance. Kamehameha III's proverb and constitution share the same Torah foundation as Shlomo HaMelech's kingdom. That the Torah's ripple effects were so far-reaching provides hope for the fulfillment of Tzfania's prophecy. I will transform all the peoples that they will all call upon the name of Hashem and serve him with one purpose. May we all merit to see that day. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.